Question 43 of Summa Theologica Tertia Pars, Treatise on the Saviour. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Tertia Pars, Treatise on the Saviour, by St. Thomas Aquinas. Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 43. Of the miracles worked by Christ in general, in four articles. We must now consider the miracles worked by Christ. 1. In general. 2. Specifically of each kind of miracle. And 3. In particular of his transfiguration. Concerning the first, there are four points of inquiry. First, whether Christ should have worked miracles. Second, whether he worked them by divine power. Third, when did he begin to work miracles? Fourth, whether his miracles are a sufficient proof of his Godhead. First article, whether Christ should have worked miracles. Objection 1. It would seem that Christ should not have worked miracles. For Christ's deeds should have been consistent with his words. But he himself said in Matthew 16:4, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and a sign shall not be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. Therefore, he should not have worked miracles. Objection to, further, just as Christ, at his second coming, is to come with great power and majesty, as is written in Matthew 24.30, so at his first coming he came in infirmity, according to Isaiah 53.3, a man of sorrows and acquainted with infirmity. But the working of miracles belongs to power rather than to infirmity. Therefore, it was not fitting that he should work miracles in his first coming. Objection 3. Further, Christ came that he might save men by faith, according to Hebrews 12.2. Looking on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. But miracles lessen the merit of faith. Hence our Lord says in John 4.48, Unless you see signs and wonders, you believe not. Therefore, it seems that Christ should not have worked miracles. On the contrary, it was said in the person of his adversaries, in John 11.47, What do we, for this man doth many miracles? I answer that, God enables man to work miracles for two reasons. First and principally, in confirmation of the doctrine that a man teaches. For since those things which are of faith surpass human reason, they cannot be proved by human arguments, but need to be proved by the argument of divine power. So that when a man does works that God alone can do, we may believe that what he says is from God. 
just as when a man is the bearer of letters sealed with the king's ring it is believed to be that what they contain expresses the king's will secondly in order to make known god's presence in a man by the grace of the holy ghost so that when a man does the works of god we may believe that god dwells in him by his grace wherefore it is written in galatians 3 5 he who giveth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you now both these things were to be made known to men concerning christ namely that god dwelt in him by grace not of adoption but of union and that his supernatural doctrine was from god and therefore it was most fitting that he should work miracles wherefore he himself says in john ten thirty eight though you will not believe me believe the works and in john five thirty six the works which the father hath given me to perfect themselves give testimony to me reply to objection one these words a sign shall not be given it but the sign of jonas mean as chrysostom says in his forty-third homily on the gospel of matthew that they did not receive a sign such as they sought notably from heaven but not that he gave them no sign at all or that he worked signs not for the sake of those whom he knew to be hardened but to amend others therefore those signs were given not to them but to others reply to objection to although christ came in the infirmity of the flesh which is manifested in the passions yet he came in the power of god confer second corinthians thirteen four and this had to be made manifest by miracles reply to objection three miracles lessen the merit of faith in so far as those are shown to be hard of heart who are unwilling to believe what is proved from the scriptures unless they are convinced by miracles yet it is better for them to be converted to the faith even by miracles than that they should remain altogether in their unbelief for it is written in first corinthians fourteen twenty two that signs are given to unbelievers notably that they may be converted to the faith second article whether christ worked miracles by divine power objection one it would seem that christ did not work miracles by divine power for the divine power is omnipotent but it seems that christ was not omnipotent in working miracles for it is written in mark six five that he could not do any miracles there that is in his own country therefore it seems that he did not work miracles by divine power objection to further god does not pray but christ sometimes prayed when working miracles as may be seen in the raising of lazarus in john eleven verses forty one and forty two and in the multiplication of the loaves as related in matthew fourteen nineteen 
therefore it seems that he did not work miracles by divine power objection three further what is done by divine power cannot be done by the power of any creature but the things which christ did could be done also by the power of a creature wherefore the pharisees said in luke eleven fifteen that he cast out devils by beelzebub the prince of devils therefore it seems that christ did not work miracles by divine power on the contrary our lord said in john fourteen ten the father who abideth in me he doth the works i answer that as stated in the first part in question one hundred and ten article four true miracles cannot be wrought save by divine power because god alone can change the order of nature and this is what is meant by a miracle wherefore pope leo says in his letter to flavius number twenty eight that while there are two natures in christ there is one notably the divine which shines forth in miracles and another notably the human which submits to insults yet each communicates its actions to the other in as far as the human nature is the instrument of the divine action and the human action receives power from the divine nature as stated above in question nineteen article one reply to objection one when it is said that he could not do any miracles there it is not to be understood that he could not do them absolutely but that it was not fitting for him to do them for it was unfitting for him to work miracles among unbelievers wherefore it is said further on and he wondered because of their unbelief in like manner it is said in genesis eighteen seventeen can i hide from abraham what i am about to do and in genesis 19:22 i cannot do anything till thou go in thither reply to objection to as chrysostom says on matthew 14:19 he took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven he blessed and brake it was to be believed of him both that he is of the father and that he is equal to him therefore that he might prove both he works miracles now with authority now with prayer in the lesser things indeed he looks up to heaven for instance in multiplying the loaves but in the greater which belong to god alone he acts with authority for example when he forgave sins and raised the dead when it is said that in raising lazarus he lifted up his eyes as is remarked in john eleven forty one this was not because he needed to pray but because he wished to teach us how to pray wherefore he said because of the people who stand about have i said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me reply to objection three christ cast out demons otherwise than they are cast out by the power of demons 
for demons are cast out from bodies by the power of higher demons in such a way that they retain their power over the soul, since the devil does not work against his own kingdom. On the other hand, Christ casts out demons not only from the body, but still more from the soul. For this reason our Lord rebuked the blasphemy of the Jews, who said that he cast out demons by the power of the demons, first by saying that Satan is not divided against himself, secondly by quoting the instance of others who cast out demons by the Spirit of God, thirdly because he could not have cast out a demon unless he had overcome him by divine power, fourthly because there was nothing in common between his works and their effects and those of Satan, since Satan's purpose was to scatter those whom Christ gathered together. Confer Matthew twelve twenty-four to thirty, Mark three twenty-two, and Luke eleven fifteen to thirty-two. Third article: Whether Christ began to work miracles when he changed water into wine at the marriage feast. Objection 1. It would seem that Christ did not begin to work miracles when he changed water into wine at the marriage feast. For we read in the book De Infancia Salvatoris that Christ worked many miracles in his childhood. But the miracle of changing water into wine at the marriage feast took place in the thirtieth or thirty-first year of his age. Therefore, it seems that it was not then that he began to work miracles. Objection to. Further, Christ worked miracles by divine power. Now he was possessed of divine power from the first moment of his conception, for from that instant he was both God and man. Therefore it seems that he worked miracles from the very first. Objection 3. Further, Christ began to gather his disciples after his baptism and temptation, as related in Matthew 4.18 and John 1.35. But the disciples gathered around him, principally on account of his miracles. Thus it is written in Luke 5.4 that he called Peter when he was astonished at the miracle which he had worked in the draught of fishes. Therefore it seems that he worked other miracles before that of the marriage feast. On the contrary, it is written in John 2.11, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. I answer that. Christ worked miracles in order to confirm his doctrine, and in order to show forth his divine power. Therefore, as to the first, it was unbecoming for him to work miracles before he began to teach and it was unfitting that he should begin to teach unless he reached the perfect age, as we stated above in speaking of his baptism, in question 39, article 3. But as to the second, it was right that he should so manifest his Godhead by working miracles that men should believe in the reality of his manhood, and consequently, as Chrysostom says in his 21st homily on the Gospel of John, it was fitting that he should not begin to work wonders from his early years, 
for men would have deemed the incarnation to be imaginary and would have crucified him before the proper time reply to objection one as chrysostom says in his seventeenth homily on the gospel of john in regard to the saying of john the baptist that he may be made manifest in israel therefore i am come baptizing with water it is clear that the wonders which some pretend to have been worked by christ in his childhood are untrue and fictitious for had christ worked miracles from his early years john would by no means have been unacquainted with him nor would the rest of the people have stood in need of a teacher to point him out to them reply to objection to what the divine power achieved in christ was in proportion to the needs of the salvation of mankind the achievement of which was the purpose of his taking flesh consequently he so worked miracles by the divine power as not to prejudice our belief in the reality of his flesh reply to objection three the disciples were to be commended precisely because they followed christ without having seen him work any miracles as gregory says in a homily his fifth on the gospel and as chrysostom says in his twenty-third homily on the gospel of john the need for working miracles arose then especially when the disciples were already gathered around and attached to him and attentive to what was going on around them hence it is added and his disciples believed in him not because they then believed in him for the first time but because then they believed with greater discernment and perfection or they are called disciples because they were to be disciples later on as augustine observes in his consensus of the evangelists too fourth article whether the miracles which christ worked were a sufficient proof of his godhead objection one it would seem that the miracles which christ worked were not a sufficient proof of his godhead for it is proper to christ to be both god and man but the miracles which christ worked have been done by others also therefore they were not a sufficient proof of his godhead objection to further no power surpasses that of the godhead but some have worked greater miracles than christ for it is written in john fourteen twelve he that believeth in me the works that i do he also shall do and greater than these shall he do therefore it seems that the miracles which christ worked are not sufficient proof of his godhead objection three further the particular is not a sufficient proof of the universal but any one of christ's miracles was one particular work therefore none of them was a sufficient proof of his godhead by reason of which he had universal power over all things on the contrary our lord said in john five thirty six the works which the father hath given me to perfect themselves give testimony of me 
I answer that. The miracles which Christ worked were a sufficient proof of his Godhead in three respects. First, as to the very nature of the works, which surpassed the entire capability of created power, and therefore could not be done save by divine power. For this reason the blind man, after his sight had been restored, said, in John nine thirty-two and 33, From the beginning of the world it has not been heard that any man hath opened the eyes of one born blind. Unless this man were of God, he could not do anything. Secondly, as to the way in which he worked miracles, namely, because he worked miracles as though of his own power, and not by praying as others do. Wherefore it is written in Luke 6.19 that virtue went out from him and healed all, whereby it is proved, as Cyril says in his commentary on Luke, that he did not receive power from another, but being God by nature, he showed his own power over the sick, and this is how he worked countless miracles. Hence, on Matthew 8, 16, he cast out spirits with his word, and all that were sick he healed. Chrysostom says, Mark how great a multitude of persons healed, the evangelists pass quickly over, not mentioning one by one, but in one word traversing an unspeakable sea of miracles. And thus it was shown that his power was co-equal with that of God the Father, according to John 5.19. What things soever the Father doth, these the Son doth also in like manner. And again in John 5.21. As the Father raiseth up the dead and giveth life, so the Son also giveth life to whom he will. Thirdly, from the very fact that he taught that he was God, for unless this were true, it would not be confirmed by miracles worked by divine power. Hence it was said in Mark 1.27, What is this new doctrine? For with power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Reply to Objection 1. This was the argument of the Gentiles. Wherefore Augustine says in his letter 137 to Volusianus, No suitable wonders, say they, show forth the presence of so great majesty. For the ghostly cleansing, whereby he cast out demons, the cure of the sick, the raising of the dead to life, if other miracles be taken into account, are small things before God. To this Augustine answers thus, We own that the prophets did as much, but even Moses himself and the other prophets made Christ the Lord the object of their prophecy, and gave him great glory. He therefore chose to do similar things to avoid the inconsistency of failing to do what he had done through others. Yet still he was bound to do something which no other had done, to be born of a virgin to rise from the dead, and to ascend into heaven. If anyone deem this a slight thing for God to do, I know not what more he can expect. Having become man, ought he to have made another world, that we might believe him to be him by whom the world was made? 
but in this world neither a greater world could be made nor one equal to it and if he had made a lesser world in comparison with this that too would have been deemed a small thing as to the miracles worked by others christ did greater still hence on john fifteen twenty four if i had not done in them the works that no other man hath done etc augustine says none of the works of christ seem to be greater than the rising of the dead which thing we know the ancient prophets also did yet christ did some works which no other man hath done but we are told in answer that others did works which he did not and which none other did but to heal with so great a power so many defects and ailments and grievances of mortal men this we read concerning none soever of the men of old to say nothing of those each of whom by his bidding as they came in his way he made whole mark saith in chapter six verse fifty six whithersoever he entered into towns or into villages or into cities they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch but the hem of his garment and as many as touched him were made whole these things none other did in them for when he saith in them it is not to be understood to mean among them or in their presence but wholly in them because he healed them therefore whatever works he did in them are works that none ever did since if ever any other man did any one of them by his doing he did it whereas these works he did not by their doing but by himself reply to objection to augustine explains this passage of john as follows what are these greater works which believers in him would do that as they passed by their very shadow healed the sick for it is greater that a shadow should heal than the hem of a garment when however he said these words it was the deeds and works of his words that he spoke of for when he said the father who abideth in me he doth the works what works did he mean then but the words he was speaking and the fruits of those same words was the faith of those who believed but when the disciples preached the gospel not some few like those but the very nations believed did not that rich man go away from his presence sorrowful and yet afterwards what one individual having heard from him did not that many did when he spake by the mouth of his disciples behold he did greater works when spoken of by men believing than when speaking to men hearing but there is yet this difficulty that he did these greater works by the apostles whereas he saith as meaning not only them he that believeth in me listen he that believeth in me the works that i do he also shall do first i do then he also shall do because i do that he may do what works but that from ungodly 
he should be made righteous? Which thing Christ worketh in him, truly, but not without him? Yes, I may affirm this to be altogether greater than to create heaven and earth, for heaven and earth shall pass away. But the salvation and justification of the predestinate shall remain, but also in the heavens. The angels are the works of Christ. And does that man do greater works than these, who cooperates with Christ in the work of his justification? Let him, who can, judge whether it be greater to create a righteous being than to justify an ungodly one. Certainly, if both are works of equal power, the latter is a work of greater mercy. But there is no need for us to understand all the works of Christ, where he saith, Greater than these shall he do. For by these he meant, perhaps, those which he was doing at that hour. Now at that time he was speaking words of faith, and certainly it is less to preach words of righteousness, which thing he did without us, than to justify the ungodly, which thing he so doth in us, that we also do it ourselves. Reply to Objection 3. When some particular work is proper to some agent, then that particular work is a sufficient proof of the whole power of that agent. Thus, since the act of reasoning is proper to man, the mere fact that someone reasons about any particular proposition proves him to be a man. In like manner, since it is proper to God to work miracles by his own power, any single miracle worked by Christ by his own power is a sufficient proof that he is God. End of question 43 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.